0: And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Hello and welcome to a brand new mid-season episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon and 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and today, from Ant-Man and the Wasp to our shameless, or the movies that we shamelessly love, to the mid-year wrap-up, it is The mid-year. We're in July. Um, We are halfway through the summer, halfway through the year. There's been some good films. There's been some not-so-good films. It's been crazy, the amount of movies that we've seen so far this year. And obviously, there's so many more films that we cannot wait to see towards the uh, uh, end of summer and end of the year. But we felt like it is time for us to do a mid-season wrap-up. But I cannot do all that alone. I know I used to, but I can't no-mo. I just can't no-mo. So join me in welcoming the co-captain, the solo to my Chewbacca, the one, the only, a odd solo you were not alone <laughs> hello
1: hello everyone as usual it's a great day to talk about movies series and all that
0: kind of stuff we should start it hashtag cinema saturdays yes yeah, cinema saturdays i like cinema that. saturdays popcorn. sounds kind of cool yeah popcorn yeah. and uh, netflix and chips, chips. Yeah, hey Netflix and chips Absolutely. Netflix and chips which, um in in a weird way, should have been the name of this show. It should have just been Netflix and Chips. who knows? maybe that'll be
1: like a sub sub show or something. the spin-off
0: the spinoff of our show. The prequel <laughs> to the sequel. <laughs> Speaking of sequels, uh, our movie of the week this week is a sequel. Yes. And it's none other than Ant Man and the Wasp, the brand new entry uh, in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's a return to the world of uh, ants and wasps. And Scott Lang. And Scott Lang and the Quantum Verse and uh, Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. Oh, she's fine. But yeah, anyway. She is fine, fine, (laughs) fine. Hope Van Dyne. Um, So we got a chance to see this film earlier this week, uh, you know, distributed by the amazing Italia films uh, in the Middle East. Um, So uh, let's uh, let's just jump right in here. What do you think, Hod? Listen,
1: I enjoyed the movie. Uh, It's not the most memorable Marvel movie. It's not a movie that we're going to remember in five, ten years. It doesn't have the impact of... Uh, Infinity War, uh, and not comparing it to it as, as a movie because they they both have different tones and different messages, which is which is perfectly fine. Uh, but if if you want to take a light, more comedic movie, let's take Thor or, or Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and this this could easily be a forgettable uh, MCU film. It's a lot of fun. It's very chill. You'll go watch it. You'll laugh. You'll you'll enjoy. You're a couple of hours at the movie, um, but. The nice thing about it is, is to me, it was a movie about family. Mm -hmm. So it's how Scott wants to connect with his daughter and wants to do right by her. Still, by being Ant-Man on the side, but he has to take major decisions. And uh, uh, Hank and Hope uh, look for their Mm -hmm. mother-slash-wife, which had been lost years ago in the quantum realm. And Mm -hmm. it's about trying everything they can to do anything possible to find her. Uh, Even if it means... because. Uh, when the movie kicks off, they're they're kind of not talking to Scott, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even if that means talking to him and having him help them find her, then they will do it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do agree that um, um, I actually agree, agree wholeheartedly. Um, we were very close in our in our analysis of this film, actually, uh, with your review yep. on your Instagram page and and my reviews on Ennihar. Um, we were very, very, very close in, in, in what we thought. Um, it is a very light, light film. Um, it's definitely uh, what I had said in my review. It's that it's, it's, if you want to waste or not waste, but if you just want to chill and have fun for two hours this summer, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a great way to just chillax at the movies and watch, uh, uh you know, a fun film. It's fun. It's yeah. light. Um, I do love the family values that they added to the, to the, to to the film uh to the Marvel universe I love that I didn't I did enjoy the visuals in this yep. it had some really nice visuals I think they're more in control of the fight sequences now with the shrinking and the and the growing, growing and the and all that stuff uh the sequence with the wasp in the hotel is just, I mean, that's yeah. a really, really good uh, um, fight scene. It's nowhere near the fight scenes of of Captain America, Winter Soldier, but, yeah. I mean, pretty good fight scenes yeah. uh, uh, nonetheless. But you are right. This is kind of a forgettable movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe when you're yeah. judging it, you know, against Thor Ragnarok or Infinity War or Black Panther or Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier or Civil War. You know, when you're comparing it to all of these other films, the Ant-Man films, both of them, actually just mm-hmm. don't seem to measure up. They're not bad films by yep. any means, but they just don't seem to measure up to the um, production value or like the, the storylines of all the other films. And one of the things like, sci- that, that sort of bothers me a little about the anime universe is it, it almost feels like it's its own bubble within the Marvel cinematic mm-hmm. universe. Yep. Like neither film had any consequence on anything else that is happening throughout uh, uh, the MCU. I mean, maybe possibly now that, yes, you know, I, I really don't want to spoil it yet because I know not a lot of people have seen it, but something that happens in the secret scene could be something of consequence, but it's not that mage. You I mean, it's not that major as of yet. Yes. Let's see how it plays out as of yet. It's not as major. Um, my biggest, issue if you want with the film was the incessant push of uh uh um women awesome men dumb um mm. this was my biggest issue with the film it's entitled ant-man and the wasp although in my opinion it should have been just called the wasp um and ant-man <laughs> uh, you know because uh scott was was um um you know homebound because he was he was under house it, arrest. House arrest. So he's under house arrest. So he really couldn't do much. So you saw him kind of just like, you know, whatever, hanging around the house and then playing with his daughter, which that was good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but then when he got into the, you know, the storyline when the storyline mm-hmm. kicked off, um, and he was with uh, uh, Prim and and uh, Hope. Oh. Um, lo and behold, how coincidental the suit that he puts on is a malfunctioning suit. So he becomes the butt of every joke in the film. He becomes medium-sized, he looks like a child, and then Hope mocks him for it. Um, him, uh, Scott, and Lawrence Fishburne's character mm-hmm. start talking about how big they got, and then that's kind of like just brushed off, like, oh, men and you know size jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like it does a disservice to who Scott Lang is. Yes, he's dorky. Yes, he's not as... I don't know, put together as let's say Tony Stark or or um um Steve Cap- Captain, Captain America. America. No. Um like maybe he's not as put together as as them two, but um he's not supposed to be someone who is you know bad at his job as being Ant-Man. I mean, you saw him in Civil War, you saw him in the first Ant-Man. He was Okay at his job Now he is just like gifted A malfunctioning suit just so that The wasp looks cooler And the wasp has wings and Blasters and you know like Come on, you know, like, I mean, I get it. Yes, she's the first Marvel superhero, female superhero to kind of appear on the screen. And, you know, because Black Widow isn't really a superhero. She's a heroine, but she's not a superheroine. And now you've got, you know, you've got the Wasp. But not not at not at the not at, the, at expense. The expense of Scott Lang like they could have both been really good at what they're doing and their dynamic would have been just as strong we didn't need to make a fool out of Scott Lang just so that the wasp kind of gets the spotlight like i don't know it kind of bothered me it's it didn't bother me enough for me to hate the film but it did it did just kind of like ugh, poke at me in, in a very annoying way um because I'm all for female superheroes. I'm not against female superheroes, but not at the expense of the male superheroes, not at the expense of anybody else. They should be holding their own without anybody else looking weaker. It is equality that they want, is it not? Yeah. So then why are we needing to make fools out of the men so that the women shine? No,
1: you, you have a point. Uh, you know? I'm not, not going to argue with that. It. They had some funny scenes together. Definitely, they did have hilarious. They, they scenes. They could have diluted it and made him more, uh, more serious. If you want, uh, less, uh, less the joke. Mm-hmm. It didn't really bother me that much. I didn't think about it so extensively. Extensive,
0: Okay. Wow, we can't. Yep, we're not doing that. Okay, next one.
1: Yeah, so we didn't think a lot about it. I didn't think a lot about it, but yeah. Uh, now that you 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 share this, um, I, I do see what what you mean. I do kind of agree. I think they could have diluted it a bit, and
0: uh, like it was just uh, it wasn't necessary. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't necessary. You had a good film in your hands. You didn't need to add that on just to you know be progressive. Mm. You know, like it's you know another
1: problem I had with the movie was the villain too. I'm yeah, Ghost
0: wasn't as threatening as... as, But th- then again, again, this goes back to the idea of no consequences. Yeah. They couldn't have a supervillain that's stronger than Ghost because then there would have been repercussions and uh, yeah. you can't have repercussions. But, but it,
1: to me, it felt... I don't know if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I say this in my review. It's like a bad guy yeah. in, in an episode of, Asian of, yeah, of Agents right. of S.H.I.E.L.D. who comes, has a small problem, needs to fix it. Uh, she's not necessarily a villain, but uh, uh, stuff has happened mm-hmm. to her to transform her into that. And yeah, she's there was easily, just no, yeah. She's there were no forgettable. She's 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 not threatening, and I don't know that to me that that's a weakness, especially especially, and you cannot not compare it to because it's the the movie that comes after it, uh, a villain like uh, Thanos. Thanos, yeah, or or Loki, or Loki, uh, yeah. Or, I mean, or or, or even um, what's his name from Black
0: Panther, uh, Harbr- Warbringer, Harbringer? Warbringer, Warbringer.
1: Michael B. Jordan's
0: character. Yeah, let's well, just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, th- th-
1: those were very impressive bad guys. Yeah, they were. And Ghost was, well, Ghost, you know. Was a ghost. Yep,
0: it was a ghost of a. She was kind of a ghost, that is for sure. But, I mean, all in all, we do recommend that you go watch the film, obviously. We want to hear your opinions, so uh, after you watch the film, if you want to send me a a direct message or comment uh, about it, feel free to do so. Um, We would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, We're always open to sharing your thoughts on the show. Um, you know, whenever you guys send it over. So uh, definitely go watch it this weekend. It is playing in all movie theaters across Lebanon, including mm-hmm. 4DX and IMAX at Vox Cinemas. Uh, so go do that. Yep. Go uh, watch the new MCU entry.
1: Just want to say one last thing, quickly, sure. since we're talking about the MCU. Yes. Uh, Steve Ditko passed away yesterday. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Co-creator of Spider-Man. and uh,
0: Sad, sad day sad, for the comic book news. universe.
1: Yep. He he gave us such an amazing one of the first superhero movies that that launched everything with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I'm yeah. sure our friend Anthony Sargon is probably shedding a tear somewhere out there because <laughs> yeah, he is a huge Spidey fan. Yeah,
1: big big fan. He's a
0: huge Spidey fan, and I know um, you know I'm I, I'm pretty sure this must have hit him hard mm-hmm. um, hearing this news. So um, you know, may you be somewhere out there being the superhero that you always dreamt of being yeah we need heroes. So um, we have a very special episode planned for you today. Um, Had and I decided to share with you the films we shamelessly love. Shame, shame, shame. oh man, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> um, we, we, the reason being is because you know what? Yes, we are film critics, and yes, we critique movies all the time, and yes, we have opinions on certain films, and and we have views. And, and, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. But every once in a while, we do, we do, um, um, you know, like films that most critics and most everybody doesn't like. But we love them. We have special places in our hearts for them. <laughs> um, and, and we are proud to say that we want to share some of them with you. So uh, why don't we go ahead and start with you, had, uh, why don't you share with us your first shamelessly adored film? Wow, that, that, that was intense. Wasn't it, though? Peter,
1: Peter. No, I'm doing that because my first uh, well movie, which came out in 91, was Hook. Ooh! Directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg, starring yes, Robin yes, Williams, yes. Dustin Hoffman, yes, the late uh, Bob Hos- Hoskins, and and Robin Williams. Um, it, it when the movie came out, critically it was a bit uh, unliked, and it's said to be one of Spielberg's less good films. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I remember having read a lot about it when it when it came out, and. Uh, I actually loved, and I still do love this film. It was so much fun. It was a different take on Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. It, 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 Peter Pan, the boy, was gone. Peter Pan had grown up, moved on with his life, had kids, had a family. And who better than Robin Williams? That, to play the, 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 chi- that, the man-child. Yeah. To play to play the the, 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 boy, who the boy who never grew up. The boy who never grew up. And what a performance. And...
0: and what a great Captain Hook. What a great... Dustin Hoffman is Hoof. Huff, Hoof? Uh, His Hoof. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is Hook for me. He, um, he was Amazing. And, and then Julia, Julia Roberts, Roberts as Tinkerbell. Brilliant. Brilliant.
1: And it was such a fun movie. Rufio, yeah. Rufio, Rufio. 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 You know,
0: brilliant, brilliant movie. I just, I don't understand how people didn't like they, it. They, they criticized a lot.
1: I remember the, the dinner scene when there's no food and then they start, to imagine food and have a food fight, and that's when Peter Pan st- starts realizing he's Peter Pan. Because right. uh, this he, was
0: this was a criticized scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because
1: mainly because of the insults. Because the insults were very childlike and very silly. And I'm like, it's a kids' movie. But They're not going to uh, say f and, and other kinds of yeah, uh, yeah. No, words. But but to me, it is a fun movie. It is an enjoyable movie to kids to grown ups. I mean, I, I, it, it's a movie I shamelessly adore. Shame.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you get that one now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now it's my turn. I'll share one of mine and then I'll, I'll shame myself with the bell as well. Um, the film that I'm going to choose first is none other than Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. (laughs) I can hear people dying right now outside listening to us screaming in horror how could you love this movie um but i shamelessly love it i love it i don't know what it is i think you know what Michael Bay is known for being someone who really loves the American military. He loves the military and the Navy. And every single film that he's produced where you see Army men and Navy and whatever, it's actually people in – they're actual Navy officers, Naval officers and mm-hmm. Army men and, you know, soldiers, et cetera, et cetera. So I love the, the patrioticness of this film. I love, uh, you know – the respect that um, Michael Bay paid for the veterans of Pearl Harbor. I know a lot of people might disagree with me on that, but I think that he did. Um, I love the cheesy love story in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I do. I love Kate Beckinsale. I love Ben Affleck in this, even though I'm a huge anti-Ben Affleck person. Um, And then Josh Hartnett. Dude, this kid. I just... Why isn't he in where, more stuff? Where is he? Where is he? I know he was in um he was in Penny Dreadful, uh, which lasted for three seasons. So I know he was in that. But, but I love Josh Hartnett. Like I think he's such a great actor. He's very underused in the business. Um the music also, Hans mm. Zimmer, it's a beautiful score by Hans Zimmer. Um, I for me, I think it's Bay at his finest. The the Pearl Harbor war sequences, just the editing and the way it builds and the melodrama. There's this beautiful shot of a Japanese uh, fighter jet flying over a woman hanging uh, the laundry uh, in, uh, you know, in Pearl Harbor where the attack happens. It's just a very beautifully made film. It's it. I don't know what it is. It's magical. Every time it's on TV, I can't turn it off. I actually have, I own like two versions of the film. (laughs) I own the original version and I own the extended, Extended version, which is like four hours and a half long. But I love it. I absolutely love it. And now here it is. Shame. You know? Yeah, I've assumed. <laughs> I know. You know, whatever. All right. That's so my first
1: one. So I'm gonna go for my, my second one. Which okay, is, which is one of the silliest movies ever made, and it's a movie I used to watch with my friends back in the day when I was a scout. We used to actually hang out with a group of 20 guys, sit and watch this movie. It's called Kung Pao. Oh, no. Uh, Enter the Fist. Oh, no. And it is one of the funniest movies. It's basically, it's actually, it's interesting because uh, it takes bits of actual Chinese action movies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the guy integrate him, integrates himself into these, in movies, these movies, into the storyline, Yeah, and uh, it's like a puzzle so he gets a piece from this movie and a piece from that movie and he does his own scenes and then he made a whole movie out of it with crappy martial arts scene <laughs> chosen one i'm coming and, and it is just so funny it, it's, it, so, it, it, yeah, it's, hilarious it's so yeah it's so
0: over the top it's so overboard it's a brilliant parody of yeah. all things you know chinese the, yeah, cinema yeah those those exactly you those. know it's it's a huge parody of it um but yeah i i mean yeah go
1: ahead yeah yeah go ahead, do it, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, my second one is even worse than yours, i think, okay, I think so, um so <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's uh the day after tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know why I love this movie, but there's something about it that just captures my attention every time. I don't know whether it's because we're seeing like a a 20-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal in this or, you know, back when Jake Gyllenhaal was trying to make a name for himself, before (laughs) he became the Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, like um, Dennis Quaid is in this. um, What's her name? Emily... uh Emma, uh, from Shameless, Yeah, yeah Emily Rosam. Yeah, from Emily Shameless. Rosam, uh, Emily Rosam. Um, I think, uh, um, uh, I, I can't forget, I forget the other people's names. But something about it works. It's the probably the most unscientific movie to ever hit cinema screens, aside from Geostorm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's good fun. It's good fun. There are some really good sequences in this film. Some really bad sequences, uh, timing-wise. I think there's a problem with the, cr- the, the you know the the timing of how things happen. Uh, the, the you know the scene where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is in the library and then the water breaks and he looks at it for a second and then turns and runs. And I'm like, you should have been dead thirty seconds ago. Um, but it just it works. I don't know what it is um, about it. It 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 just I don't know. It's a good flick. It's a good, bad flick. <laughs> it's enjoyable. I um, I'll tell you that. I wrote an entire blog post at one point uh, uh, basically saying why I love disaster movies. Mm-hmm. And um, at their core, if you look at all disaster movies, at their core, there's a broken family that is being put together throughout because the movie. Of the... Because of the disaster. Yeah. So at their core, they're really family movies. Yeah, true.
1: I mean, if you have family issues, don't go to therapy, go through like a disaster or something. Yeah,
0: And for going through an apocalypse, Shane!
1: Okay, your third film? My third film is not a very popular film, actually. It's a film directed by Ron Howard called Willow. Uh, It came out in uh, 88, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't they making a sequel? Uh, uh, There were rumors about that. Yeah. Uh, Or or a sequel or a reboot. A reboot, reboot. okay. But the nice thing about this movie is that it came out pre-Lord of the Rings, pre- Uh, anything fantasy, uh, set with the dwarves. Didn't it come out during
0: the same time as the labyrinth? Mm, probably, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think 80s. it's like part of the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, so it had dwarves and it had even smaller people and it had orcs and it had monsters. and it Dude, had, I've
0: never seen I've, never, I've never, never seen it.
1: It's a fun movie with a great score, I believe, by John Williams. Uh, well. Of course. And uh, it was uh, Val Kilmer in the role of the, of the hero. Oh, uh, Matt Matt Martican, I believe was okay. his name. And he... Uh, I used to watch this movie, and after it, go to my room, get a big ruler, and start sword fighting alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was such a cool, uh, good guy. There are a lot of flaws with the movie, if you watch it today. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure. The, the effects and so on. But, but for a movie made in 88, it was a lot of fun.
0: It's Lucasfilm, uh, is it not? It's Lucasfilm, it Lucasfilm? Ah,
1: absolutely. Let's see what they're going to do.
0: Well, yeah. Yep.
1: So... If you haven't seen it, actually check it out. Uh, it's it's a really enjoyable movie. It's one of my guilty pleasures. and for that I think I'm gonna get uh... shame yep
0: All right, my third film um is uh, a Disney film actually. and I think um something about it is is a really, really. For me, it's like a really good sci-fi animation um, and a, a brilliant adaptation of of uh, a classic literature book called uh, Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Treasure uh, a island. Treasure Island, um, and and Disney adapted it and turned it into Treasure Planet, and they made it into a massively beautiful sci-fi flick. It was during the time when Disney started including 3D animation yeah. into their 2D animation, so there's this merger of both, and it's just visually stunning. It is a gorgeous film with amazing heart, beautiful, beautiful messages, uh, and and for me, it's like this is how you remake something. Mm. Like this is how you turn or you adapt something, something original like, and yeah you make it original um you give it a new spin you don't um betray the original text but you you infuse it with something new and something different um and this is why for me uh treasure planet is just uh uh it is a guilty pleasure of mine not a lot of people love it um it, it wasn't a box office success, which is why it's, like, one of those Disney films that just kind of, like, they, Disney hides. Yeah. Like, we want to pretend it's not even here. <laughs> it never happened. Um, but I would love to see a live-action version of that. I, I would uh, love to see a live-action version of Treasure Planet. But please know Johnny Depp as a pirate in that. No, the no. Space pirate. No. I mean, he could voice the space pirate. <laughs> yeah, well, just I just don't want to see him as a... You know, Jack Sparrow I don't want to see Jack Sparrow in space Exactly Oh no I've just given them That
1: idea Oh no Don't delete delete Oh, we can't Shit. We're live
0: <laughs> Okay real quick Give us the last two In your list Yeah
1: I'm gonna go Very quickly and Not into a lot of details But Star Trek Into the darkness It was bashed Is it the into lot- the Or into darkness Into darkness sorry. Yeah into darkness Into darkness, darkness. Uh, it was pretty bashed by by mm-hmm. critics because mm-hmm. it was very close to The Wrath of Khan. But I loved all the actors in the movie, the sequences. I loved the twist that Cumberbatch was uh, Khan, even mm-hmm. though he had mm-hmm. said, no, I'm not going to be Khan. And uh, finally, my other f- guilty pleasure is Sister Act, which is <laughs> hey. just hilarious uh, as yes. a kid. Whoopi Goldberg as a nun singing with a choir, going against, against Mother Superior. It, it was just... Such a good fun movie.
0: You know, for um for Star Trek Into Darkness, I just love the tension in the film. Yeah. it's severely intense and dark. And and uh, yeah, and then the one that came afterwards, Star was it Star Trek Beyond? That was like full of color and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Whereas Star Trek Into Darkness for me was a very grounded well, Star Trek. Well, like, yeah, it the was first
1: just, the first two were directed by JJ. JJ, and, then, and uh, then it was someone else, the guy from the Fast and Furious, James Wan, I think.
0: Yep, this is why you get color and yeah. High-octane sequences that make no sense.
1: Yes, the, the, the race of... Race
0: the, of... Uh, Spaceships, <laughs> space yeah. yeah. How about you? What are your last two? Okay, the last two, uh, the first is The Beach, uh, directed by Danny Boyle. It is a serious mind f film. Um, I still don't think I understand it to this day, <laughs> but I keep watching it. And I think um, Leonardo DiCaprio, starting Leonardo DiCaprio, his performance in this was super good. He was still, you know, you could still kind of see that he is he was an actor at the time. He was trying to figure out who he wanted to be as an actor. Um, But I almost feel like this is one of those films that although wasn't a great box office success, um, it was one of the films that kind of veered him towards the kind of actor that he has become. Um, It's a great film, greatly shot. There's a beautiful sequence where uh, DiCaprio sets up a photo camera, um and um, kind of sets it up to f- photograph the stars in a time lapse kind of way. But then him and the girl that he loves so got, start going in and out of the shot and there's like this echoes of them and just beautifully artistic movie. Uh, it wasn't really that much that successful in the box office, but I shamelessly love it. We'll get one last shame for the both of us at the end. Um, And then the other one is Lady in the Water, which is directed by M. Nye Chemelon before he started making uh, crapper, uh, crapper, crappier Crappier. films. Um, I love that it's a dark fairy tale. He said that it was basically inspired by a fairy tale that he used to tell his children. So he turned it into a movie, although if... The tale that he used to tell his children is that dark. Yikes. They had nightmares. Um, but it's a great story, great memorable characters, great performances. Paul Giamatti is in it, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, the beautiful, beautiful visuals and a fantastic score. Now, we do have one dishonorable mention yes. that we want to talk about. The mother of all shameless the movies. The mother of all shameless movies. Shame. Johnny. Johnny, why? (laughs) It's the room. (laughs) You're tearing
1: me apart. You're tearing me apart. It is is such a bad movie. that I did not hit her. I did not. not. No, it's such a bad movie, but we had such a great cult following with time. And they even made a movie about the bad movie, which is The Disaster Artist with James
0: Franco. James Franco.
1: Wow. What a bad movie, but so enjoyable what me and my brother sometimes do we invite a bunch of friends over and we're like we're gonna show you this really good movie and we'd be very serious and we play The Room and they look at us and we're like no 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 check this scene out this is very intense and they look at us they're like what the hell is wrong with you well, guys what is going how on how can you like this yeah, movie and yeah, then yeah. we just crack up laughing and we <laughs> tell them the story of The Room The Room
0: yeah, yeah. Um, this is it that's We've it. reached the midpoint. It was a good show. Bye everyone. No, I'm <laughs> Thank you for having us. Okay, bye bye. Um, it was a. Uh, th- this is it. We're mid. I can't even believe it. We're halfway through the year. July, man. We're halfway through twenty eighteen. It's been an interesting twenty eighteen. It's been a weird one.
1: It's been weird. I I, I want to say it's been a bit poor. Yeah. I was expecting more. More good stuff. But, but, but I mean. I mean, you still have six months. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's
0: see what happens uh, um, throughout the rest of this year. So what we've got for you guys today listening out there, what we've got for you is a mid-year roundup. Um, we basically selected the best five films in our opinion so far, and the best worst films. The best worst. Why do I keep doing that every worst, single time? The worst best. The best. worst best and the best worst and the best worst we The crappiest films. Uh, the worst films. Uh, the five worst films of the year so far. Um, uh, we've we've uh, uh, teamed up on <laughs> the worst. Yeah. We've basically we agree <laughs> with the worst. We even agree with the we, best. We agree with the best. Um, we have one. One honorary mention and one debatable mention. Yeah. Um. Because you and I are <laughs> agree on the honorary. Yeah. But we will debate on the debated. And debatable one. Debatable one. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and start with the uh, best five of the year so far. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump right in and say that. Um. And I'm gonna say them from my least best to the best best. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with um, uh, ready player one as my number five. Yep. Um, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was a brilliant film. I don't think it was the best film in my five best. Um, but it is definitely worthy of being in the top five for me so far this year. Um, it was, it's a high energy adventure. I love the fact that we got to see what, um, spielberg would do with motion capture technology um which we he hasn't really done so much of it yet um but this film was very much in cgi
1: yeah
0: uh, so it was interesting to see what he would do with the technology uh we already have seen other directors deal with it so it was interesting to um that that happened i love though that even though this was a very cgi heavy film um The CGI was used in a way to tell the story and it wasn't the other way around. Um, I loved the message. I thought it was a very worthy message um, uh, you know, that was being basically spread within the film, uh, the idea of reality versus virtual reality. And at the the end of the film, the message is basically, um, you know, even though reality can be tough and can be hard and can be painful, it's still reality and it's still real and it's still your real experiences and not what you are, you know, neurologically experiencing via something you're watching, which is not necessarily real. It's, fake and whatever um but I liked it and the young cast is a young cast and I loved all of them I thought they were brilliant um brilliantly cast um but it was it's a good time at the movies great you know Spielbergian movie you know um and even with Spielberg's worst films they're still pretty good films yeah um so this is my number five I, I can't
1: really give any input because I haven't seen it because when it came out I was in London I almost feel like I want to shame you again yeah yeah, you could uh, I, I wanted to watch it when I c- came back uh, I was busy for one week and then it was out of theaters yeah it, it, it didn't, didn't really stadium. last long yeah. in movie theaters exactly uh, my, I'm, I'm going to jump in with my number five and it's uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which we, watched, uh, which we watched a few weeks back. It was mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's a very debatable Jurassic uh, Park World movie. A lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I personally enjoyed it very much. Uh, loved the merge of CGI and mm-hmm. uh, actual animatronics. animatronics. Yeah. Uh, I loved Chris Pratt, Br- Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, it, it was just. To me, it was a very Jurassic Parkish kind of film. Had that vibe, that suspense, that, that thrill. Uh, I wasn't bored for a second throughout the movie. I, I really had a good time. And uh, to me, it's it's a memorable movie in the franchise. I want to see what they're going to do next in the third installment. Uh,
0: I almost feel like Jurassic World 3 should just be called Jurassic World. <laughs> probably. The world is you know. not Jurassic. Uh, yeah.
1: No, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> So that that's that's my uh, fifth move.
0: Okay, so my number two um, would have to be The Shape of Water. Now I know number two. I mean, number yeah, four. No, number four. Sorry, yeah, number four is The Shape of Water. Um, now I do understand that most people, if you're listening to us in, on an international scale, um, uh, Shape of Water came out. For you guys, it came out in 2017. 11-1. For us in Lebanon, it came out in 2018. So I'm just gonna count it yeah. within the 2018 releases. Um, it's a modern day fairy tale. It's Guillermo del Toro at his best, Finest. I think. Wow. What a beautiful tale. What a beautiful film. Very magical. This is, it's cinema. It's pure, yeah. pure cinema, hands down. Um, and what I love most about it is its score. Mm. Alexandre Desplat gives us a beautiful, beautiful beautiful score. Just a beautiful score. This is a composer to look out for as well. Um, The the main character is... uh, The main actress is... uh, uh, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins. Her performance... Wow. Just remarkable on every Mm -hmm. single level. Um, Just a beautiful film overall. I love the... the, the prosthetics of of the merman or whatever you want to call him, the sea creature, he looked so real and it it was, <coughs> excuse me, uh-huh. um he wasn't too scary but he wasn't too beautiful either, it was somewhere in between, it, it's just, it it was beautiful. No, it was an excellent
1: film, I yeah. adored that. So that's film. my number four. Yeah, uh, I had a good time watching it. As for my number four, I'm going to go with a French movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, which didn't stay much in the movie theaters, called Du Brio. Mm-hmm. It's with Daniel Auteuil and uh, Camilla Giordano. It's a very okay. sweet story about a, a girl trying to study to become a lawyer. And uh, she has this teacher who's a bit racist, or, or is he? Or no. is he? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, he turns out to be just a regular, sorry, a hole. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's, it's, it's the relationship they forge together, the friendship they forge. I really his, wanted to see it, actually. Coaching. It was a very nice film. It's one of those movies you watch that has purpose to it, mm-hmm. that has a very nice message uh, about judging people and about living together. Yeah, maybe a bit cliche as, as a theme in general, but I think these movies are very much needed nowadays. Yeah. And the performances by Jordana and by uh, Daniel Oteu are... Wow, they're, like, magnificent. Jordana is a singer, uh, a French singer, and it's, I think, her second, third role. Hasn't done a lot of cinema, and she won a César. In France, they have the Mère Espoir uh, Féminin, which is, like, the best newcomer, if you want, that kind of award, and she won that. Uh, I definitely, if you haven't seen it, watch it. So those are, like, uh, very nice, very nice movies. French movies are very underrated in Lebanon.
0: Yeah, they are, actually. They are. Um, So I'm going to combine number uh, number three and two, so that way we can just kind of move it along here. Uh, Number three for me is uh, Red Sparrow. Um, I know it's debatable. Not a lot of people like the film, but for me, it was a pure espionage movie. I love the slow burn. I'm not a fan of uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence at all, but in this film, she captivated me. I thought she did an amazing job. The cinematography, the music, the storyline – for me, it was, it's a purely, I mean, beautiful, beautiful tale. I really do hope that they end up doing the second and third films because it's a trilogy, actually. of, mm. of um, It's a trilogy, a book trilogy. Um, and then my number two would have to be Isle of Dogs. Um, oh, I love that, yeah. It's pure Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson. What a mind. I would love to sit in his mind for like an hour. Um, beautiful production value. The 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 puppets look amazing. It's a masterful tale. It's a beautiful story, Um, funny, uh, 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 you know, um, heartfelt, genuine. Just a beautiful tale, beautiful imagination. So that for me is my number two. All right, and my uh, my three and
1: two. Yeah, Yeah. my three is uh, Deadpool two. Loved it. A lot of fun. Perfect Deadpool. Perfect Ryan Reynolds. Good action. Good insults. Good. It was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, sir. Josh Brolin, again, <laughs> yeah. pulling it off. I, like we said last week, I think this is the summer or the year of, of Brolin. Yeah. So he did a magnificent Hashtag job. Hashtag
0: shut up, Thanos.
1: <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Okay. I don't think anyone got that. Snap. And, and yes, yeah, snap. And my uh, second uh, favorite movie was The Incredibles 2. I yeah. just uh, okay. loved that movie. It was so much fun. Uh, it's a superhero spy genre. It's like a fusion of stuff. The the action sequences were were to die for, the characters were fun. It was good to see everyone after fourteen years of absence. Uh, the 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 musical score was nice. It, it, it was the most entertaining movie I think. Well, well, the second most entertaining movie of the year of so far. the year so far. And I think the first one is one we share t- together. Is it?
0: Yeah. What's your what's your number one? Well, my number one is a quiet place. <laughs> your number one is a quiet
1: place. Yeah. Oh. See, your
0: number one is your number one is Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, because so, it's the
1: honorary Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a the honorary thing. But you know what? No, here here's what we'll do. We'll give you Infinity War. Okay. That it's your it's your number one. Okay. Um I'll agree that it is a great film. Yeah. Um, I chose a quiet place, and it's literally so far it's my favorite film of the year. Mm. Um it's it's not only is it a beautifully written script, but it's a beautifully performed yeah. movie. It's an it's a masterfully directed film, John Krasinski. I bow down to you because not only was his performance amazing, but the film was just genius. It was massive. It I was agree, genius, and it's so minimal. It's it's like it's it packs a punch, but it, at its core, it's like just not. I mean, it's not like this big budget movie. It's just this very small, centered. You know, focused film uh, about family, about listening, about, uh, you know, uh, your role in a family, uh, sacrifice, love, understanding. I mean, like, hands down, favorite film of the year.
1: Yep, for me, it's got to be Infinity War. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Uh, There's nothing wrong with this movie. It blew my mind. From the the beginning to the middle to the end, when you see Captain America pop up suddenly, when the the, the killing of certain characters, the ending which just just blew your mind, yeah, my yeah. mind sideways. Uh, it's it's a movie that 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 touched me. That that really made me think. I till today I still think about it. Uh, what a culmination of ten years. Uh, very true. What, what a great job by the... Very true, uh, very, true very
0: true, very true. Very um, true. So, okay. So the, the, we're, we're slightly running out of time. Yeah. Let's just list the five we yeah. didn't like. so we're going to list the five we didn't like. Uh, maybe, like, one quick sentence about why, uh, you know, uh, we didn't like them. So, obviously, uh, um, we agree on... on th- um, Two of them, yep. correct. So Tag and I Feel Pretty. Yep. We I didn't like you know Tag yep. for me did not work on any level. I Feel Pretty just felt pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, loving Pablo Pacific Rim Two, which felt like a very boring Power Rangers episode, and then Tomb Raider, which for me just fell flat.
1: Mm. I didn't hate it that much, but it was. It was yeah, okay. my sister
0: flipped out at me yesterday. She was like, "What?" You know, like because she really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it was a fun portrayal of Lara Croft. I on my list there's. Oceans Eight, which I did not enjoy, it was just okay. a cheap copy of Oceans Eleven, and it didn't work. Uh, Rampage was catastrophe, <laughs> King Kong and the Rock, and I don't know, destroying cities and animals, and I hated it. I I, I had to watch it twice, and it was oh, like a no. puni- the second time was like a punishment. Oh, and no. and the, the movie I was the most disappointed by was Solo. Yeah. Solo Solo yeah. Solo. Why did you even make this movie, guys? After uh, Anyway, we're seeing the result of such a bad movie with with, uh, Disney shelving uh, all
0: uh, spinoffs and and everything. And
1: we're going to see what's going to happen to Kennedy. So,
0: yeah. (sighs) Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, So let's quickly, quickly, as quickly as possible, uh, uh, talk about the film that is our debatable film. Yeah. Um, Before we jump in and, and do our script to screen recommends and then what's in the box office and what... People should be expecting in the movie theater, and we sign off. So the debatable movie, uh, uh, which could not be put on a best or a worst list because of the fact that we both disagreed on it, um, is Marvel's Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda
1: Forever. I loved it, man. I you watched it? Okay, this is this is what happened. I watched it once. Alan mm-hmm. watched it twice. Mm-hmm. He loved it the first time. I did. Then the second viewing, he saw something different. Yeah, I did. I have yet to watch it again to maybe see what he's talking about. I don't know. But I really enjoyed everything about the movie, the music, the culture, uh, how you get to know about Wakanda, the characters. It was such a fun Marvel movie. It knew when to be serious. It knew when to be fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ragnarok, to me, was a bit too much fun. To to an extent, this one was just spot on, and what a what a Chadwick Boseman, what a Michael B. Jordan, those guys were just massive. So yeah, so uh, let let I want to hear.
0: Okay, so so here's here's what's happened. So when you watch it a second time, you really notice the weakness in a lot of stuff, and 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 narratively speaking, there are a lot of issues in 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 this story. It's not as concrete as it seems the first time. You start noticing the minor flaws here and there, um, and then you notice the ideological, uh, you know, um, messages that the film is trying to kind of uh, uh, push forward. Um, you know, the ending of Black Panther with them kind of opening up Wakanda to everybody. I hope there are consequences to this because it only would make sense that Mm. there would be consequences. Um, You know, certain things, like they're very minimal. But again, when you dig deeper into a movie, you start noticing things. You know, Mm. you notice that everybody who is from Wakanda happens to be a female warrior and then everybody else is a male warrior. So it's literally men against women again. Um, You notice, um, you know, it, it doesn't really feel like a superhero film. It's weird. Like, it feels like a like a Lion King meets superhero film. It's, it's... I don't know where to place it in the MCU. It's kind of weird with that. I do love the performances. I love the colors. I love the music. The score is insanely good. Um, but there are just some things where you just don't feel the hype that you did the first time you watch it. It gets a little boring the second time you watch it. Like, you feel like, wow, it's only... We're still here. Like, but so much time feels like it's passed. It's not as exciting as, as it is when you watch it the second time around. I've tried to watch it a third time. And I had to I paused it at one point and then got distracted and <laughs> went and did something else. So I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't think that it is as good as I thought it was. Like I even had it was the first time I ever redacted a rating on En Nahar. Like I lowered my rating. Um after the second viewing.
1: I'll have to watch it again. And, and yeah. We'll, and we'll, we will have this conversation again. Oh, I would love yeah. to
0: have a Marvel... We should I mean, bring Anthony Sargon... We should. ...for that conversation. Should, yeah. So, okay. So, um, Script to Screen recommends really quick. Um, uh, I recommend the Pearl Harbor soundtrack. Yep. Um, it just felt... You know, it felt logical for me to promote this. Uh, I recommend this, uh, and we haven't promoted a soundtrack yet. So I do recommend the the uh, Pearl Harbor soundtrack, and it's composed by Hans Zimmer. It's probably some of the most beautiful music, and it has a fantastic um, theme uh, uh, song for the film, uh, sung by Faith Hill, called um, uh, "I Will I Will Be There" or something something <laughs> along those lines. Um, but it's it's a great it's a great soundtrack. Okay. Initially,
1: I wanted to suggest something, but This morning I thought about another Show I want to recommend. Oh, uh, initially, it was a movie slash soundtrack, okay, which I will recommend in the future. But okay. since we're talking about Shameless things, I I want to recommend the show Shameless. The show Shameless, okay, because, <laughs> because it's honestly it's it's such a fun show. With, it's with Shameless, such a dysfunctional family. family yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so messed up, and the performances are top notch, and you love all these characters and you hate all these characters from like one second to another. You, your emotions will will shift from person to person, and these are people that are trying to make it, and it's absurd, and it's crazy but it's so much fun and it's funny and it's sad and it's just a mixture of of emotions they're around i think eight seasons if i'm not wow, mistaken. already yep it's based wow. on a british show called shameless which yeah. i haven't watched
0: yeah but, but it didn't last as long as this no, one did, but which I, is, it's it kind of, it's kind of a thing now, isn't it? Yeah. Like The Office lasted longer. Yeah. The, but um, it's a really
1: good show. Check it out. If you're into dysfunctional stuff, you have to
0: watch. But, but it's like hyper dysfunction though. Yeah, it's extremely. not like It's like extreme dysfunction. This yeah. is why I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh my God, stop. Like we're, you know. You have to be, you have to be in a specific mood to watch it. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But, but
1: I always enjoy it. I mean, I I binge through the season. I, I wait for it to finish and within 48 hours- it. Max, see, I do long.
0: love, ah, uh, I forget his name. He's he acted in Gotham and he played, he's now playing the Joker.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. Mm
0: hmm. Oh, see, I, the only, he's probably the only highlight of Shameless for me because he's such a good actor. But I love you, William H. Macy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, James yeah, name. yeah, for sure. But like, I mean,
1: like as a new, if you Cameron want Cameron Monaghan uh, is like
0: new talent yeah. you know like he's 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 super there, good. There's
1: also his brother who plays Lip. I forgot his name and uh, the actor's name but he's also very interesting.
0: And Emma Rossum is yeah. just yeah. fantastic. Oh, Emma Rossum is, is, is she's great massive. too. So um what uh, are is currently in the uh box office locally here in Lebanon? Mr. Hodge solo
1: locally. I'm going to go through them very quickly, but you have Incredibles two, you have Tag, you go watch a prayer before dawn. That's uh, we we haven't yes, really yes, talked yes, about this yes, movie, yes. but it's still out. Uh, Oceans eight, uh, Deadpool two, Jurassic World, and that's pretty much and what
0: have you, yep. <laughs> you know, you you have Escape Plan two,
1: you Escape Plan two. Yep, you have a, you have a. Choice.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of movies. Um, As far as what's coming out next week, there's only three films that are coming out next week. uh, Major films. Um, We've got American Animals, which I'm excited for. This it looks like a weird, weird ass movie, but I am excited. Evan Peters is in it, and I'm a Mm -hmm. big fan of his as an actor. Um, uh, You know, he's in the American Horror Story films. uh, I mean, uh, series, and now he's on another series called Pose, and he's he he played Quicksilver Mm -hmm. in. Uh, X-Men, the new X-Men. There's Hotel Transylvania 3, which is coming out next week as well. And we've got Skyscraper starring The Rock. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is it about a dysfunctional family? No, it's about a skyscraper. But (laughs) isn't the family dysfunctional? and Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just we'll have to see thank you guys for joining us uh, this was a very stuffed episode yeah. we didn't get a third track but it's totally fine thank you guys for joining us you can join us again next week same place same time Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM if you want to follow me on Instagram you can do so at Alamhana. and if you want to follow Had Had.Solo thank you for joining us have a great weekend go watch movies enjoy it bye
1: Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the
0: galaxy. That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. for brand new episodes of Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard.